This is the Iowa State Athletics Sidecast. This Sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Visit any Van Wall location today to test drive the full lineup of John Deere compact utility tractors with the power and versatility to conquer anything this season. I'm John Walters. Today's Sidecast is a visit with our Cyclone Radio Network team, Ryan Harklaw, Eric Haft, as we break down this week's Iowa Corn Cyhawk Series game between the Cyclones and Hawkeyes and look back on a really good opener for the Cyclones against Southeast Missouri. We hope you'll enjoy our weekly visit with Ryan Harklaw and Eric Haft. Well, guys, first of all, I'd love to talk about the game that Hunter Decker's played because I, I think that the thing that just jumped off the page, and yes, the ball looked great coming out of his hand, and yes, he ran well when he had to run, and, and everything looked really good. He avoided pressure, but, man, just his composure. Just the, the, He looked like a guy who had been a, a two- or three-year starter instead of a guy making his first start. What, what did you guys think of what Hunter did in week one? I thought it was simply outstanding, and the good thing – that I think why I wasn't surprised is he's been in those environments and those moments. He's played in this Iowa-Iowa State game already. You know, he's been on two drives where he scored 10 points. And so when you look at this game, he's been in this game. He's had him when the lights are on. I think a bigger moment, quite honestly, was at Oklahoma when he was forced in a tight game to respond to some adversity. You know, when he throws an interception that first play, and he comes back the next series and throws a touchdown pass. So, again, I think that, that he's seen – adversity he's been trained to develop under a very good quarterback i'll be with brock purdy he's seen how they respond how you prepare how you do things and i think that i wasn't surprised it's actually everything i thought it was i was going to see on saturday and and that's what's so exciting it wasn't i don't believe that's a flash in the pan that is just what hunter deckers is and i'm excited for the rest of the season to watch him play football well i don't know if i expected that level of performance i certainly hope for it you know, but i was really very impressed you mentioned the ease the the, the flick of the wrist with arm strength and touch that he's able to, to, to throw the ball. That was terrific. You know, I, I want to give a little credit to the O-line too, in terms of what they did in terms of protection too, because yes, he was able to avoid it a couple times, but for the most part, he had a clean pocket all day. And I think, I think the real measure going forward and we'll probably see it this weekend will be when you're faced with, with some guys in your face, are you able to still make those same uh, remain calm make those same good decisions. But all in all, man, that was that was a terrific performance by a guy I think has tremendous, tremendous upside. Eric, I like what you said that the O-line did do a nice job. And I watched the film again and I thought it was great. If I were the offensive coordinator, if I'm Tom Manning, I'm probably coming out as a hammerhead and going to try to run the ball 100 times in the first half. And what I thought was amazing about what Tom Manning did is he took what the, ga- the defense gave him. I thought he called a great game. I went, again, watching that game again, they – we're t- dictating what we were running on offense. And sometimes as a coordinator, you come out with this, I'm, we're going to be a run first team. And you just, you pound your head against the wall. And I thought it was excellent to see how the play calls came in that game because we literally took what they gave us. Not, we weren't going after, we took it, you know, they, they were giving us that and, and we executed extremely well. I thought it was, the play calling was outstanding in that game, taking what they were lining up to give us. And then I thought the second half, too, where the commitment to the run to get that established. I mean, granted, I'm sure they made some changes defensively, too, to try to take some of Hunter's things away. Uh, but their ability to run the football, you know, and a different Jirel Brock in the second half in terms, you know, we saw that guy who who was a, you know, 
a spinning a spinning back, an extra effort guy. He's always been extra effort, but sometimes he he he's been a little confined to more straight ahead and a little power. But we saw a dimension from Jirel in the second half, and once again, great job by the O line. But I, I was really pleased with how Jirel played too. And as you look, and part of that certainly credit goes to Tom Manning for the way the whole game was orchestrated. Thought he had great calls. Challenge will be this week. You're stepping up a couple levels in competition. That was really fun to watch Jirel play last week and and rewarding, I think, too, because, Eric, I mean, you've been doing this for 39 years, uh, calling these <laughs> games, and you've seen players come and go, and lately more players go, you know, and, and Jirel did not go. He, he stayed, he waited, he got his opportunity, and, man, he made the most of it. And just he's kind of an, an old-school kid, I think, and uh, – it was just really fun to see him because I agree with what you said. In the second half, it wasn't just the power game with Jirel. We saw him having some fun out there, putting on a few moves, and uh, and really showing that he does have more than just the power running game. Yeah, really impressed. You know, and I think Jirel stays. Like, obviously, has a great family. He has great personal conviction to doing things the right way. Uh, it doesn't mean that when kids leave that they're bad kids or anything like that. But, you know, Coach Campbell talks about the culture all the time. Everybody talks about it now. But that's just part of the culture. Are you a fit at Iowa State? And I think that's one of the things, as this staff is recruiting players and the way they've recruited players, are you going to be a fit? Are you going to be a positive influence? Are you going to do the little things on and off the field to be a part of this team? And I think they've done a great job of identifying those, and Jirel is a terrific example of that coming to fruition. He is. I love the guy. When you meet him, he is a great person. Love talking to him. And, and here's the other thing that they have going in their favor is if you look at what just happened, David and Brees were both at the game on sidelines and they're RB1s in the NFL. Kane wasn't there. So you're looking at, and Kane, by the way, hardly played because he was backing up either David or Brees. So if you're Jarrell, you're sitting there thinking, well, I can still get to there. I can still get to where right. I want to get to because of how how Tom Manning and Coach Campbell have done this. So the culture and the history with the running back room with Iowa State, I'm not sure I'd ever want to leave it anyway because you're going to get set up to have a shot at the next level to be a big-time running back in the NFL, not just at Iowa State, but ERB1 sometime in the NFL. Today's sidecast is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Van Wall Equipment and John Deere are proud to support Iowa's farmers in the field and Iowa State Athletics on the field. So you guys touched on the offensive line a little bit, but let's dive deeper into that. What'd you see week one? Uh, you've touched on that a little bit, but how do they take that and advance it in week two when obviously Iowa has a very good defensive line, a very good defense period, and some of the individuals that kind of stood out to you maybe in that offensive line on week one? I think they got to stay calm. And I think that's what I saw week one really well is they weren't panicking. I thought they were really – in. It felt like really gelled for that early in the season for an offensive line. I think that was the, the thing that stood out to me. They were lock and step together, whether it's the run blocking or pass. I think they picked up blitzes extremely well on Saturday where they were working really well together. They stayed calm, knew exactly what they're supposed to do, and that's what kind of kept Hunter on his feet so well. And so I think as you walk into this environment, don't change. Be yourself and, and understand what your responsibilities are. You're going to be just fine. It's not – they have some good people up front, but guess what? Our people up front are just as good. And so you can't let the environment of this game get away from you and take you away from what you are. Be yourself, play your game, 
uh, and, and you'll be just fine because that's what really stood out to me is across the board how well they communicated on blitzes and how well they were run blocking and passing off. Uh, uh, for example, a double team when they're working up to the linebacker, I thought they were really working well together throughout all the blocking schemes for the day, and they were just it looked like a really calm unit throughout the day. I think that's a great point, Hark. You know, when I rewatched the game, too, I was really impressed with the cohesiveness with which they played. And to take it a step further, you know, you mentioned the calmness. You know, how important is that going to be in Iowa City? How many false starts does South Dakota State have in their game? Eight. They must have had 10, 8. I had more starts. than that. Yeah. I, think was, I think it was 25 or 30. <laughs> <laughs> But I, I guess the good thing is there's enough experience, especially those three interior guys. They've played in environments very similar. They know hopefully that noise or whatever won't get to them. But I think being calm, the calmness with which they played Saturday has to carry over to Iowa City on Saturday. I think and that runs up and down the roster, not just the O-line, but for everybody. You've got to be calm, aggressive, but calm. And I think uh, it, it gives you a great opportunity to win a game. Guys, what uh, routes might work this week against Iowa's defense? I, you know, I think back to last week, and South Dakota State had one deep shot down the middle of the field to their best receiver, and it was open. he was wide open. It was wide open. They missed him. You get that touchdown, you probably win the game, the way that game was going. So, you know, <laughs> no, I mean, yeah. we talked you, – Eric, you've talked a lot about this through the years. You know, when the when the chance is there to make – against a really good defense, when the chance is there to make a play, you got to make it. What kinds of plays do you think might have some success against Iowa this week with Iowa State's personnel in mind? First of all, I think there's, there's going to be time to take a couple of deep shots in this game. I mean, I know that sometimes you say it plays into Iowa's defense's hand because they're trying to make you work down the field. They're going to keep everything in front. you know. But at the same time, Iowa State's got the speed, I think, at the wide receiver spot with Demetri Stanley, Darren Wilson, and X. Those guys have the ability to get deep. And, and uh, once again, you know, Hunter has the ability to throw it deep accurately. So I, I think you've got to take some shots. But other than that, I think it's just basically the same thing. Uh, shallow crosses. We didn't see much of the tight end, although Deshaun Hanneke had the one touchdown catch and, and Easton Dean. I think some of those tight end plays will be there too. But so much will depend on Iowa's ability to get pressure with their front four. They don't like to bring extra pressure. You know, they're going to play 4-2-5 when Iowa State's in, in three wide outs. They're going to play the 4-2-5. They'll play that cash position, too, so they'll have an extra DB in there. Otherwise, you know, when we're in run situations with two tight ends, they'll probably go with 4-3. But I think if you can protect the quarterback, when you have time to throw, these routes are designed to get open. Iowa State's got terrific route runners. I mean, X is as good a route runner as we've had at Iowa State. So I think they'll be able to find those opportunities. And then – if they have to bring pressure from one of the one or two of the linebackers, which they did a few times against South Dakota State on Saturday, then I think that just like the touchdown catch, opening touchdown catch to X, you know, they send two linebackers right that little shallow cross, boom, gone. I mean, I don't know if you get to the house against Iowa, but at the same time, those are the kind of plays that I think are going to be there. Ark, what about from your perspective? Anything you'd like to see Iowa State try to attack offensively? Yeah, I think that you're going to get try to get them out of their base defense, and Eric just said that. I, they're a stubborn defense, and I would be too if I were them. They're outstanding. When you look at their defensive backs and you look at their uh, linebackers, I think their linebackers are really good. Jack Campbell's as good as they get. I mean, I, he's one of the best line. When you watch him on film, he is so good. And, and it's it's 
unbelievable how he can get sideline to sideline, but yet be physical between the tackles. So what you got to do is get them uncomfortable. And, and that's what Eric was saying right there. You're going to have deep posts that are going to be available to you throughout the day. We had them last year. We underthrew them and missed them, unfortunately. And that did lead to two interceptions on two receivers that did get loose down the middle. We will see a shot down the field, a couple of them. Anytime they sit in that cover two, that is their comfort zone. That cover two, it does leave the middle of the field open, especially when there's three or four wide because you can run some under routes that make the safety jump forward and then you run a post right behind it and it's safety one-on-one with either Demetri Stanley or Jalen Knoll. And if we can get one of those loose one-on-one on on either a linebacker or a safety, that's going to be a big opportunity opportunity for us throughout the day. But to do that, we've got to get them out of their base defense, you know, and I think that's what it'll do it if we can keep getting some long shots in on them, uh, we'll force them into a, a different spot, which will then maybe open the run game. So again, I think the pass game opens the run game for us up on Saturday. When I'm looking for something new to wear on game days, my brand of choice is Authentic Brand. They offer the most premium Cyclone apparel that has me looking my best on game days and every day. See what I'm talking about by visiting Authentic-Brand.com. John Haycock's defense, guys, we've seen this. We should probably be used to this by now, but opponents tend to maybe have a decent drive in the very first drive of the game as Coach Haycock's just kind of feeling out what he's going to do and what they're trying to do. And as games go on, he takes it away. And again, another shutout in the second half. His ability to evaluate early in a game and then adapt, I think critical again for Iowa State this week. Every week. Coming into the game uh, last Saturday, you didn't really know for sure. You kind of assumed that SEMA was going to be a run-heavy team, so you're kind of geared for that. And then the dimension of the quarterback, who's a, who's a really nice player, I might add. He did a really good job of, of keeping plays alive and running the football. But once, once again, not just Coach Haycock getting players in the right position, the right frame of mind, but the players really understanding how the game's being played. That second-half shutout was, was terrific, you know, and really – a couple of decent drives for SEMA, but for the most part, Iowa State was in just total control. Can they do it this weekend? Once again, start with stopping the run. I mean, obviously, that's what that, that's Iowa's bread and butter. You know, run the football, play action pass. I think if you stop the run, I think Iowa State's got a terrific chance to win this game. We do. And again, back to, to Coach, he, Coach Haycock, he is an elite uh, defensive coordinator. He understands where his opportunities are in that defense. He understands where possible weaknesses are. So if a team starts to capitalize, you know, he, he's just he just knows his defense and what someone's going to try to do against it. Uh, I think what I saw watching film after week one, we have a lot of coaching opportunities, I bet, this week when they watch film because – we had some players taking some angles on tackles that were probably not where they needed to be. Uh, we had some missed tackles truly just by how you're approaching the tackle. And that's going to happen week one. A lot of times you're not playing. You may go high and hard or you're hitting somebody and not taking them to the ground. That was our first uh, live action as a defense. I think if we can clean some of those things up, that defense looks a lot better than it did on Saturday. It wasn't necessarily schematically. It was more how we were approaching the tackle, whether it's on the quarterback where he got away from us for five to 10 yards or sometimes scramble for 20. We actually had a defender where they needed to be. The unfortunate part was the defender had a bad angle on that tackle, which led to some bigger plays than we needed to give up. So great opportunity to coach and get better from week one to week two. But again, Coach Aikaki, 
he's an elite coordinator and we're very lucky to have him because he will adjust and, and can adjust anything that's been thrown at him that we've ever seen since he's been here at Iowa State. Well, no sacks in week one, but they did get pressure. Got to close some of those and uh, get some sacks going forward. But I'm curious to see if Iowa State is able to really get Petrus uncomfortable, which I thought South Dakota State did a good job of. Can can Iowa State get Petrus uncomfortable early in this game? Yeah, it's not going to be an RPO style that we've seen last week where he had the ability to run, throw it. It's almost like a triple threat a little bit. And he was, Eric said this, he is a very accurate quarterback and a really good runner. Where this is going to be the more the traditional five-step drop, you know, into a pocket. And that's going to give Will a spot to rush to. You know, you're playing run first, but at the same time, when you get to those third longs and you let Will loose on you, that's where he is dangerous. And I think a lot of times when you look at last week, we did have chances to sack the quarterback, but it's back to that point. We took a bad angle at it, and he was able to get get loose on us. And, again, if we clean that up, you will see sacks this Saturday. We, we do need to put pressure on him, and I think that we can with those front – the front three or possibly four, uh, I think we can get home if we bring just one extra uh, just because of the ability Will has. Or they're going to either have to leave Laporte in to block him, and if they and they send him out for passes as the tight end, that's going to open it up for Will. So they're going to have a decision to make is what they're going to do with Will McDonald this week. Well, not only that, I mean, it's how much pressure does John Haycock want to bring and when does he want to bring it? If you look at a guy like Colby Reader, I think he's a guy that may be the guy to, to bring some real pressure. Orion is a good is a good blitzer too and Gary Vaughn, but I, I just think Colby Reader is that guy who can come in and finish the job and, and get to the quarterback. I was really impressed with how he played Saturday. I think his ability to play all over the field, especially in those rush situations, could be really huge Saturday. That extra guy to get the pressure on Petrus. We were super impressed with Colby Reader. I think all three of us were. And what a great debut he had in a Cyclone uniform. Man, he did everything well. He did. What was really cool is the post-game interview. I had a chance to interview him in the locker room afterwards. And you could see it in his eyes, His how much he was impressed with the Iowa State fan base. And like like how that crowd and that environment was for the opening day. And he was walking on cloud nine. Like he just was the happiest guy in the locker room. I was like, man, this is a, is a dream come true for him to play in an environment like that. So he did have a great day, but it was just fun to watch a kid get a, that's their payday, right? The day you show up, you put all that work in 365 days a year and you get 12 opportunities. And it was just fun to watch that kid get a, you know, reap those rewards and, and see what the fan base meant to him. He, he was really impressed with what Iowa State had to offer as an environment on Saturday. Yeah, great to see a guy who who takes a gamble, bets on himself, and comes from Delaware. Good program for sure, but but steps up to be a Power Five level, and man, acquits himself well. Happy for him, and really happy for us that we have him. On Football Saturdays, our John Deere run of the game is brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Nothing runs like a deer, especially when supported by the team at Van Wall Equipment, the Cyclones John Deere dealer of choice. Guys, let's talk about the special teams. They were good, and uh, they need to be again this week. Let's let's touch on the special teams a little bit. Well, this is the biggest week for special teams you're probably going to have all year. Uh, and they have the best punter I've ever seen punt live. You know, and so when I look at like what he's able to do as a as a punter is to flip the field. I mean, he's a he's a, he's an offensive weapon to him. You know, he flips fields on you. So that just that alone, their punt game alone is going to have to be a focus for us because that is such a a big part of, of their their team. What Iowa wants you to do, Iowa plays on a sixty yard field while they make they make their opponent play on a ninety nine yard field, and so. 
while yes, their fans get frustrated with their offense and we watch their offense like, oh, wow, that's pretty stagnant. You know, when you, when you get a look at it, guess what? They're doing exactly what they want to do. It doesn't matter how many yards they have. They only got to go 60 or maybe 40 or maybe 50 because they have you backed up to the end zone. And we, it happened to us last year. And this punt team is going to be vital to this year, if, this year if we're going to get this win because if, if, if he's able to do what he was able to do to us last year, we're going to play on a 100-yard field and they're going to play on a 60-yard field. Eventually, it, it, it doesn't matter how powerful an offense is or isn't, is – they have an identity as a team and they stick to that identity and it's got them 10 wins every year. We, whether we, you got to respect that. And so this punt team, as you walk into this game has to be our focus on special teams. It's just slow Tory Taylor down because that guy is unbelievable. What he's able to do as a punter uh, to an effective football game. I've never seen anything like it before in a college football game. He is an elite player that does impact a football game. No question. MVP for Iowa, I think all last year, certainly, in the Iowa State game, and no question in their opener against South Dakota State. But, you know, the rest of their, their, their punt team, I mean, they're a disciplined group, too. They do a nice job to compliment him, but obviously he's the main thing. You talk about playing on that 90-yard field, you know, when you're stuck behind a you know, field position. You know, I think one of the big things for Iowa State that they may have learned you know, all six touchdown drives Iowa State had were 75 yards or longer against SEMO. Now, granted, whole different level of competition. But I think the biggest thing is when you're backed up, you've got to find ways. You know, you don't have field position. Well, you have to go out and create some field position for yourself. You've got to go out and get two or three first downs. So your punter will have an opportunity to get them inside the 20-yard line. So, I mean, some of it is special teams for sure. But I think consistency and ability to move football – when you're backed up a little bit, those are the things that can flip the field as well. Guys, I want to go back to something that Hark touched on at the beginning of this sidecast, and that's kind of the mental part of the game going into Kinnick Stadium. Great stat from Matt Schultz, as outstanding as uh, our sports information director for football. We have had a total of seven snaps from our current players in Kinnick Stadium, and they were all Gary Vaughn on special teams. Okay. <laughs> That's it. Wow. <laughs> and so none of these guys have played over there, really. And I think about how you can let it get in your head if you think about, oh, well, against Iowa in the past, this has happened and this has happened and this has happened. Man, Iowa State played well in week one. I just want to see our guys go build on that and go let it loose and play in week two and let the chips fall where they may. I think it, it can get in your head. And it's easier said than done because you mentioned the crowd's right on top. Of you. It's a great environment. It's tough. It's not easy going over there. But I think Iowa State should go in there with some confidence that if they do their thing, they're going to be fine. They should. And if you look at that place, when you go into there, it is a, it's a hostile environment. But it is it is one that I love playing at. Like if someone said today you get to play one more football game, what would it be? And I would say it would be at Iowa City against Iowa. There's also nothing better than when, when you can make a crowd that large quiet and leave the building. So there's actually there's a motivation there. Like I think that's probably what I would do. Is 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 I've been there twice as a player on the field. Now my sophomore year we won. I probably played 20 snaps. I wasn't a big part of it. My senior year I was a starter and played probably most of the game and, and had a big part in it. So I think when I when you look at that environment over there, what you learn about it is play within yourself. Don't be something you're not. Understand what you got to do and just play within yourself. Don't get caught up in everything that's going on around you. And I, and when we went over there our sophomore year to break a streak like we need to do this year, 
that's what it was. It was a very focused football team. They We were able to ignore a lot of those outside noises and just we were all on a mission and one thing needed to be done that day. And I think that as long as we play within ourselves on Saturday, we'll be just fine walking into that stadium. I remember special teams on that day of the streak being broken, too. And that was a big plus mm-hmm. for Iowa State on that day, as you well remember. Uh, but, yeah, what people think in their own mind, what there is in their memory banks can have a, a big impact. The fact that none of these guys have really played over at Kinnick Stadium, you know, I don't know if that's a plus or a minus, but most of these guys have played in, in real hostile environments before and, and had some success. So I, I don't really worry about that so much. Once again, we talk about being calm, doing your job, knowing what your job is. Don't try to do somebody else's job. Just that basic thing that has led to a lot of great Iowa State wins, and it's about time one of those wins came in Iowa City. Couldn't agree more. Guys, thanks for the time this morning and uh, look forward to seeing you on Saturday. Can't wait. Go Cyclones. Let's go. Yep, look, go Cyclones. Today's Sidecast was brought to you by Van Wall Equipment. Stop by one of their locations and learn how to farm better, work smarter, and play harder when you run with Van Wall and John Deere. Thanks for listening.